GFG, friendly neighbourhood GFG. Hear us laugh, hear us swear. Something, something in the air. Look out! Here comes your GFG. Hooray! You were doing so well. You got <laughs> most of the way there. I did. I did. I had it in my head, and I got the words mixed around and all mixed up. But uh, I'll do for episode two hundred and ten anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So yes, you are listening to Glitch Free Gaming. Uh, my name is Mike, and with me is Kieran, as always. Uh, and as usual, Paul is uh, here. Mm. No, he's not. He's run away. Uh, no, Paul's not with us this week. Uh, real life taking over again. And uh, we are a podcast about video games, board games, all sorts of games that you can play. And uh, yeah, we come and talk about games for a couple hours bore the hell out of you, bore the hell out of ourselves, and then you download it, listen to it, and then that's it, really. That's it's it, a vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we don't have too much to talk about this week, but uh, as you could guess from uh, my bungled opening there, we there was a big game that came out that we had. But uh, before that, Kim, you have been playing one other thing that you haven't we haven't spoke about in the podcast yet. Yeah. Um, so there was meant to be a Nintendo Direct last week. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, but part of that Nintendo Direct, presumably, was that, uh, there was meant to be a Mega Man 11 demo released on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, first on the Switch, and then it eventually came, it came to everything else, like, the day after. So Capcom still did that, like, they still released it, you know, during the time span that the Direct was supposed to come on, presumably because they had some, like, deal with Nintendo saying, hey, we are, you know, we get this first. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. Uh, Mega Man 11 is the first, like, brand new Mega Man game they've made in a while. Uh, on the PS3 and Xbox 360, they had Mega Man's 9 and 10, but they were kind of... Like, they went back to the 8-bit art style and they were kind of more... They were just kind of like not nostalgia grabs because they were actually good games. Um, and nostalgia grabs makes it sound like they weren't. Uh, but they were, you know, aiming for that really old school style rather than like Mega Man evolved past eight bit. You know, there was a bunch of Super Nintendo games stuff like that. And Mega Man Eleven is the first like new Mega Man game, like new new Mega Man game in quite some time. And it's like fully 3D. Uh, I mean, like movement and stuff's all still 2D, and it feels like a 2D Mega Man game. But like the art and stuff's all 3D, and it looks really, really nice. So the demo has just one stage in it, right? Is, okay. Uh, Blockman, who is like a big, he's a robot master who throws blocks of stone because. They've made 11 of these games. They're kind of, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Robot Master names at this point. <laughs> um, but I really like it. Uh, like There isn't a huge amount to say about it other than it's, you know, a lot like the old school Mega Man games. Like, the level right. design feels so much like those. And uh, like I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, I've been playing through uh, some of the older ones like Mega Man 7 and Mega Man 8 recently. And it feels just a lot like those which I'm super into um, I've not finished it yet because it's also very hard which is you know what you want from a Mega Man game 
Right. These games are kind of known for their difficulty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really loving everything about it so far. Like the art style is gorgeous. The animation's great. It plays you know exactly how you would want it to play like it just feels like one of those old Mega Man games but you know with a modern coat of polish on it um, right and yeah and on the switch it you know runs great and looks great as well i might actually download i believe the demos out in ps4 and xbox one now as well so i might download it on ps4 just to see how it looks on there as well but i think this is definitely a game that i will end up picking up on the switch not on other places right um, the one thing that I didn't really like, there's stuff I, I really like about it like they did some like quality of life adjustments with the controls that other Mega Man games didn't do just because they didn't have, you know they were Super Nintendo games and Nintendo games so they had less buttons to work with if nothing else right um, but things like so in the old Mega Man games you had a, you had a robot dog called Rush and you could summon him down and he had like a spring on his back and then you could jump on his back to get to different areas but in the older games that was a power that you had to pause the game and open like a menu and pick his power and then oh god summon right. him. and it was like it wasn't something you could do just spur of the moment like you had to be like okay I'm gonna do this and now they've just assigned that to a button and it's such yeah. a good change I, I remember that in some of the older games where there was powers that you unlocked but then you had to pause the game at the right point, wait for the right point and then go through the, this clunky menu system. Yeah. Well, they, they got, I think, by Mega Man oh, I say five, maybe four, it might not have been until the Super Nintendo actually, but there was a point where they made it so that you could cycle through the like the main powers just using like the shoulder buttons. Right. But they never added uh, Rush's abilities to that because it made sense to be fair. Like they didn't want you cycling through uh, like actual damaging abilities and then getting stuck on the one that doesn't do any damage mm-hmm. because that could end up in you dying. It'd be pretty unfair. Um, but in this, they've just decided a different button, and it's great. It's a good change. It's a small change, but it's a good one. Um, and then the kind of main thing they're pushing is like the kind of new feature that separates this from other Mega Man games, other than like the art style and stuff, is a thing they call the gear system, or I think it's the twin gear system. Uh, but basically the oh god, I don't remember what they call them on the Switch. The L and R buttons, like the small shoulder buttons, mm-hmm. they uh, will activate these twin gears. So R uh, activates one that slows down time and then right. L activates one that just gives you powered up shots basically it's like you fire charged shots the whole time that it's there um, and then it's just like it's got a cooldown and it's it's a weird addition like I'm not sure how I feel about it because it doesn't really seem like it changes a massive amount right okay um, but also doesn't feel like you need it like you can get through the entire game or not entire game but the entire level uh, pretty easily without using either of them um, it helped in like some of the in the boss fight a bit because you know you can use slow motion to dodge some attacks and patterns you weren't ready for yet. Um, or actually, I find it quite useful for like because you know how Mega Man goes like the first time you fight a boss is really just to figure out his patterns. It's not to actually beat him. It's to learn what he does so that when you go in next time, 
you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can kind of sort of skip that first, like, or at least whenever I play Mega Man games, I kind of expect the first time I walk into a room with a with a boss, I will die. Like, I'll live long enough to figure out how he works, and then I will die. But that didn't feel like right. it was necessarily the thing here, because you can use the slow motion stuff to, you know, dodge a lot of the stuff, even if you don't know specifically the, you know, patterns yet. Um, but that said, it's still really hard, so it's it doesn't, like, make the game really easy or anything. Uh, right. But I imagine people, like, that are very, very good at these games will probably find a way to do crazy shit with that one in particular, like the slowdown one. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the full game. Uh, it's... Right from the point they announced it, it has felt like the Capcom basically saying, like, fuck you to uh, Inafune, the developer that made, like, the lead developer of the core Mega Man series, who... You know, left a few years ago and made the Mighty Number no. Nine Kickstarter, which I think we Didn't all know. Go that, yes, I think we all know how that game turned out. And this seems like Capcom going, nah, nah, we don't need you. We can make Mega Man <laughs> ourselves, and we're making Mega Man, and it's fucking good. So, yeah, I'm really gonna look forward to the full thing. I'll probably pick it up on Switch. I believe it's like. 25 quid or something though which seems maybe a bit steep but right we'll, we'll see how much content there is in that game um but yeah it's that that Mega Man 11 demo is real good i definitely recommend people try it out if you're at least interested in the new game right yeah yeah um never really been one of my games uh it, i think mainly because i never played it on the the NES you know yeah. when it first came out so and i've never been one to download the old games and, and work through them maybe i should actually i mean he says the guy that bought the uh the super nintendo mini and the super nintendo mini yes. both of which have mega man games on them yes um with <laughs> the ability to put the entire collection completely legally on, on them. yeah yes of course the, comp- <laughs> the entire collection that you own physically and dump yeah, the ROMs yeah, off. Of course, yes. If anyone from Nintendo is listening. Yeah, or Capcom. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they're they're good. They're really solid platformers. They're, you know, even the worst Mega Man games are, well, the worst Mega Man games are good. The worst Mega Man X games are not. Because Mega Man right. Seven, Mega Man X Seven is still just a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> um, I played a lot of that game though. Because I was a poor kid and it was one of the few PS2 games I owned. Um, but yeah, other than that, we play Spider Man. Yes. I think you've played a little Spider Man as well. I have. I played a little bit of Spider Man as well. So I picked up Spider Man. I bought it digitally, and I went the the full. Uh, was it the deluxe version? They call it. Yeah. Basically, what had happened was I didn't uh, pre-order it from any of the the websites or anything, and then when I decided I was going to buy it, I was going to buy it from Amazon, and I think it was fifty pounds. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, it was fifty pounds to buy it from Amazon or to buy it digitally. It was fifty-five pound 
something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was cheaper. It actually worked out cheaper to buy the the entire version that gave you the you know the the, the snazzy suits uh, that were free, and also you get the DLC. That basically, yeah. yeah, you get the two episodic uh, DLC packs uh, for fifteen pound. So the whole thing was sixty five pounds. So I did it that way, mm-hmm. and I had it on release day. No way. You how? You, however, were not that lucky. I was not. So I pre-ordered it <laughs> physically from the game collection. Um, who, which to the to be fair, they dispatched it on time, and it should have arrived on time, and it has not, and has presumably just been lost somewhere in our post office system somewhere. Um, which I need to wait another. Uh, when was that? It's like almost a week ago now. I need to wait like another week or two weeks I think it's 21 days you have to wait before you can claim something as lost even though like I messaged the game collection about it and they were like if it's not showed up yet it's probably not coming (laughs) it's probably gone but we can't give you a refund until 21st I'm sorry right Um, which is a bummer but it's not there you know they can't do anything about it Um, but yeah so I know that I'm going to get a refund for that at some point so I picked it up digitally. Oh right, okay. And so yeah, yeah. I I just assumed that the it had arrived. No, I've been playing digitally. I picked it up digitally uh, yesterday, day before. But all oh, right, okay. Yeah, but I know that's the thing is I know I'm going to get a refund from them. Uh, like even if it does show up at this point, I'm just going to return it to them, get a refund. Because yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, like whatever. Um. But yeah, it's. I got it eventually, and I've not played as much as you, but I am really, really enjoying that game so far. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, I have played. I am sixty-four percent of the way through the game. I am quite far into the story. I'm well into the. Shall we say the second act? It feels like that that's the way that it is because yeah. there's uh there's kind of the main story arc and it gives you there's one villain that shows up in it and then after you're dealt with that bit there's another piece that's been sort of drip fed to you and yeah. then Yeah, like right from the start there is like someone that you're very much like that's a villain that I know, but he's not a villain at the moment. Yeah, so should we should we talk a little bit about the story and what kind of universe they've built it around? Yeah, because they've definitely, <laughs> like, it's based on the comics, obviously, but it's not... Yeah. So, in this iteration of the Spider-Verse that they've got, uh, it's set, Peter Parker's left the Daily Bugle, he has, you know, he's been working as an adult, he's an adult now, um, him and MJ have split up, they were in a relationship they're no longer in a relationship mm-hmm. and he has focused solely on his science but yeah as a professional and he's working for a famous doctor mm-hmm. which is Otto Octavius yeah um so it's set in a timeline before Otto Octavius becomes Doc Ock yeah so I'm interested in seeing if he like not knowing like anything about the way the story goes, I'm interested in seeing if he becomes a villain by the end of it, or if this is like them setting up, you know, a sequel and be like, hey. 
it's there's some uh, if you route about uh, where you are because uh, so part of the game is where he'll get called to go to work to you know uh, Otto's done some some work on the research that they've been doing and mm-hmm. you go in and you can wander about the lab and there's subtle hints well some of them not so subtle some <laughs> of them are quite but the, you can if you investigate around you can find you can figure out what's happening yeah which is uh, quite, I didn't do that because good, yeah. I interacted with one thing and it was like, hey, do you want to play uh, the fucking shitty hacking game from Bioshock? And I was like, no, I don't. And then left that room. Yes, the shitty hacking game. I It is a shitty hacking game, but I found myself weirdly compelled to play I mean, it. You get tokens for it. You do, yes. Yeah. And everyone so, knows get, you know, that's how you uh, things. Yes, yes. So, uh, just to finish up on a story a little bit uh, more of the story is Spider-Man has he has faced you know some of his most famous uh, enemies as well. He mm-hmm. has uh, faced and defeated the Vulture, Scorpion, the Rhino, and there's one missing, Electro. Electro and uh, the-, the Shocker. Yes, yeah. Uh, and like, uh, even Kingpin, because the start of the game is facing uh, off yes. against Kingpin, but yeah, from their interactions you can tell they know each other and this is not the first time they've done this. Yeah. So, with, uh, apart from the, you know, the confrontation with Kingpin, uh, the rest of the confrontations are just implied and you know that all of them have been defeated at Spidey's hands yeah. and they are this is... in the Raft prison. Yeah, this is like a professional Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I don't really want to go into more of the story of that, but yeah, that's that's the universe that they've kind of built around it, and that's where this one is set. Mm. I think... What do you think of the writing? I think the writing's very good. I think it's pretty fantastic. Um, I think they do what a lot of other Spider-Man things fail to do, which is they make Spider-Man funny and quippy. Yes, um, yeah. without being annoying which is yeah. kind of a hard line to tread and video games have definitely failed at that like <laughs> I really yeah. I really love um, there's some missions that you go on where uh, there's a police detective or police captain that is like kind of giving you help and she calls you up and is like alright can you go and look into this for me and then Peter Parker, yeah, Peter Parker just puts on like a really dark, really deep voice, and he goes, "All right, Spider Cop is on the case," and then starts <laughs> narrating his whole, like the whole side mission, as this yeah. captain is like talking on the phone with him, going, "Please stop, just please stop." <laughs> oh God, like she hates it so much, it's just like, "Please God, just stop." Yeah, it's so good. The, yeah, so the the relationships with the different characters as well, uh, particularly Spider Man, Peter Parker with MJ. Yeah is really well written um some of the games took you know uh mary jane watson and sometimes gwen stacy depending you know who was in the game at the time and it was just she was just a damsel in distress that's all she was yeah um she's really well written in this one and really well acted as well both all of the voice actors in this are very good yeah i agree and uh, even the like the motion capture they're using for the faces and stuff like that like clearly they presuming 
that they've done what the you know what has been done for a bunch of other games recently like the voice actors are very good at actual acting too <laughs> like yes yeah so what they've done with some of them as well is some of the some of the actors they've they've used their physical appearance and t- made yeah. them into the game so the actor who plays aunt may mm-hmm. um if you have a look at her picture on imdb she looks like that yeah she looks like that That's pretty uh the character uh, the same for um martin lee mm-hmm. he's uh one of the characters that is in it uh who else um jefferson davis and miles miles morales to a certain point as well yeah um that makes sense. So, like we yeah. have that tech now. Yes. And it so, looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the only one who I don't think looks, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the face, the faces doesn't look that good, is Peter Parker. Strangely enough, I don't... It looks weird. Yeah. Peter Parker looks weird. <laughs> Everyone else looks spot on and they look realistic and very good. The I, think, su- I don't know what it is um, for the... The one for me is um, Norman Osborn. I think he was something. It's not him. Like his face looks fine. It's his hair. Like they, right. there's something about his hair. Like they, they bit off more than they could chew trying to do that hair in a video game. It just the tech's not there yet. We can't, we can't do that yes. curly hair. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, and also the game looks absolutely stunning as well. Yeah, it does. Um, just everything about it looks fantastic. Like the lighting's really nice. The like the suits, like there's a shitload of suits and they are all so detailed. Yes. Um like I just you can zoom all the way in with like the photo mode and look at like every bit of texture on that suit and it's fantastic. Um, yes. Uh... But then yeah, also the enemies are super detailed, like the demon gang, which is kind of one of the main gangs you face off against, at least early on, are wearing these big, like, wooden masks that look, again, so detailed. They're just really cool looking. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, there's, like, a good mix of, like, outdoor and indoor areas, and the outdoor areas look, you know, fantastic on their own, but the indoor areas look even more detailed just because they, you know, can pull off more without the big open world yeah um but the open world looks so nice like all those buildings are so detailed and um i was watching the digital foundry breakdown of it because they kind of explain how some of that tech works right okay because the thing that in particular interests me is all of those buildings look like they are modeled out on the inside you can crawl up windows and you'll see like you know full office rooms and stuff like that yes like yeah. modeled out so they're not actually it's like a weird oh, okay. shader thing that they can do that fakes it and it looks fucking fantastic <laughs> like it just makes it look like you're crawling up the side of an actual building because you can see into every room um it's really cool yeah it's uh I've, the game is absolutely stunning at at some points where you're you know going through the city it's like this isn't it it feels photorealistic yeah definitely. um and there's certain parts where you're 
you know, you'll be going through the city and I'll remember some of the buildings and the exact way that they are and the exact layout they are in New York from some of the other Spider-Man games. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, wasn't the one of the Ubisoft games, didn't it have New York in it as well? Uh, the Division did. I don't know if you played Division? much of that. No, no, I didn't. Um, I don't know what others. I'm There's been a bunch sure of games set in New York. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so... You know, a, a lot of the games took parts that parts of New York and put them into the game. This, I wouldn't. It, I'm pretty sure it has everything from New York in there. Well, yeah, at least the kind of the core things like the big landmarks yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's one of the one of the side missions that you can do is you can travel around New York and take pictures of the landmarks. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's things like. Uh, the Madison Square Garden, there's the UN building, there's all sorts. And what they've also done as well is they've flung in parts from the Marvel Universe in there as well. Yeah. So one of the one of the buildings that I took a picture of the other day there was Alias Investigations. Oh, I haven't found that one. <laughs> Which um, was really cool. But yeah, I think it, it seems very clearly like it's not part of the MCU, but it seems very clear they are kind of aiming for that. Like it's definitely very heavily inspired by it. Yes, um, yeah, I I do know that. I think this time it was Marvel that impro- that approached Insomniac to work in the game rather than the other way around. Yeah, I believe you know. So. so they went, we need we need a video game to tie into this whole, you know, the whole cinematic thing that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I found because you know, like Avengers Tower is there. And yes, you know, that's, that's right. very prominent because it's very big and in the center of the city. Um, but then there's also, uh, I found, I forget what it's called, uh, but the place that Doctor Strange is. Um, oh, Sanctum, yeah. Uh, wherever yes. Um, which looks exactly like it does in the movie. Like, it's not. I know the movie designs of all this stuff is based on the comics as well, but it looks. I feel like they drew inspiration for those locations more from the movies than the book the comics right just because they look so similar to them and so i think it's just them going like we know where this audience is going to be coming from this could be people that you know watched infinity war earlier this year it's going to yes. be you know people that watched spider-man homecoming it's going to be you know that kind of thing yeah it's yeah they've definitely taken a lot of care to make sure that it is the world that you know from you know from the universe yeah. that they, they've been busy spending 10 years now crafting yeah um so much so as well what do you think have you had much time to have a look at kind of the open world and the side missions and uh yeah the- i've you know kind of swung around and done like a bunch of the side stuff um it seems like it unlocks more side stuff as you go, so I've not. Yeah. I, don't, I bet there's more, you know, stuff yeah. to do than I have so far. Yeah, there's quite quite a lot of stuff to do, but it feels like it feels part of the the story. It makes sense that you're doing it, not like you know Grand Theft Auto, which is obviously is inspiration for all these games and things. But Grand Theft Auto would have you going and doing things just because you could do them in the city there wouldn't be much reason why you would be doing them if that makes any sense yeah 
So, uh, you know, the, taking the the pictures of the the landmarks, for example. Um, well, Peter Parker was a photographer for the Bugle. <laughs> yes, so it just you fits know, his character. Yeah, it, it it fits. You know, this is why I should be doing it. Um, the game is set later on in Spidey's life as well, and at one point he finds. Uh, through one of the early missions, he finds one of his old backpacks that he stashed across the city, mm-hmm. um, because you know he was always on the go and he needed supplies. So they've created this mechanism, and it's throughout the city is backpacks stashed in various buildings, yeah. and you can find them. And uh, when you find them, there's a little piece of uh, Spidey memorabilia that going back into Spider-Man's history, and it tells you a little bit about it as well so it makes sense why you'd be doing it mm-hmm. and just all the activities seem to be that way you know that that's yeah there. i think yeah because you yeah when you find like the science stations you get like that kind of voicemail uh from yeah, harry from, osborne going yeah. hey by the way can you do this stuff and i think i can't remember there's a story reason why you find the first one as well it's not just yeah uh, it's not um, just like oh what's that yeah, because they do the thing that basically every open world game does, where most of these side missions are things that will be introduced throughout the story. And yeah, yeah. and then you can go ahead and do more of them. Yeah, like you have yeah. to do the science stuff once, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess that's a pipe mini game, I guess. Yeah, um, but these, uh, the also the there's kind of incentive into doing it, which is. It's not new. There's always been some incentive in doing the missions, but this time it's you can get various tokens, and the tokens are used to either buy new spider suits or new gadgets or new upgrades and things like that, hmm. which is quite novel as well. And of course, completing all of these will give you experience points, which then uh, levels you up, which then gives you skill points. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I leveling you up also unlocks more. Uh, suits to be able to uh, unlock as well. To, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's quite interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was one of the things that we would. Uh, I know Paul was was saying as well before it came out is I hope it isn't just another open world game. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like it isn't. Um. I feel like it's very it treads a line where it's very close to being another open world game. Like a lot of the structure is, you know. Oh, oh, it it is an open world game. Yeah, but know, I mean, like the, the structure is the Ubisoft open world structure that has been popularized over recent years. You know, it is yes, you find yeah. a tower, it unlocks everything in the area, and then you do you have a bunch of pips on your map to do stuff. Um, yes, yeah. But I think that stuff is interesting enough and different enough that it's you know it's good and also just the core gameplay is so good like the core just swinging around is really fun in that game which is something that you know people have kind of joked has been kind of the core thing everyone has mentioned about this game but it's true yes like it's just fun i kind of feel the same way about this that i felt about uh the gravity rush games where it's just fun Mm -hmm. to use the maneuverability like it's not you know, I like the rest of the game. Like the story's good, the combat's good, and all that stuff. But like, just the movement is so much fun that I could probably just, you know, I'll probably end up finding all the stuff that's in the open world because 
I'm going to be swinging around anyway, so when I pass it, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I'm finding it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's great so far. Yes, yeah. So I am, like I said, at, uh, 64% into it, and I have got to a point I've gotten to one of the bits and I'm doing a boss battle. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty of it is ramped up quite quite a bit there. I'm yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah, I just died for the first time in it against also a boss. I think the first boss fight. I I found the combat quite difficult to get used to at the beginning. It is because um, it feels it feels like Batman combat because it is at its core Batman yes. combat. Yes, but. You can't play like Batman. You can't no. stand there and slug it out. Yeah, like the main difference being Batman's combat. Like it's such a silly little thing to be like uh, reduce it down to this. But the main difference is Batman had a counter and this one has a dodge. And yes, that in itself combined with Spider Man having a bunch of like aerial moves that he can do mm-hmm. make the combat so different. It means that. For starters, um, they can do the thing that Batman struggled to do, which is all like all the enemies have guns. Everyone has guns, right from the start. Everyone has guns. Batman, like towards the end of the game, enemy like one or two enemies start having guns. You know. Yes. Yeah. Spider Man's like right off the bat, everyone's shooting at you because instead of you know you get the thing of the spider sense above your head again. Batman had the same thing. It had the little indicator above his head to tell you when to when to counter. This tells you how to dodge, and so you're moving around constantly, dodging everything and comboing into all these different character, uh, these different enemies, and it's very hard to get used to to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've kind of found my feet in with it now, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, like I really like the combat in general, and it's a thing. It's it feels bad to like compare this to, you know, the Batman games a bunch, but it's very clear that they, you know had a lot of inspiration from those Batman games because yeah. the combat is very similar and not even just the combat like a lot of the mission structure is very similar because it's got that kind of you know stealth sequence of you know you're climbing around in the rafters jumping and swinging between yeah. different There's points the invest- and the investigations and stuff like yeah. that like they've got a bunch of that stuff I think they do it a lot better than any of the Batman games did um, uh, yes. Except for maybe the original Arkham Asylum, which I still think is a you know an amazing game. I think the combat's better than that, but I think those kind of stealth sequences are. Spider Man kind of suffers from the combat being too good for the stealth sequences, meaning that uh-huh. like when at least when you're playing as Spider Man, because I know there's sequences throughout the game where you'll be playing as other characters and they're just kind of insta fail stealth sections, but. When you're playing a Spider-Man and you're doing a stealth bit, if you fail it, it just becomes a fight. And so the stealth stuff doesn't really have a lot of like weight to it. It's kind of optional, more or less. Uh, yeah. Which, as someone who enjoys stealth games, I've been having a bunch of fun like uh, picking off like every enemy one by one. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing the exact same. Yeah, like I just did um, a mission, I think it was the one after that, the... F- first main boss fight where you're you go to like a dock that has like a big warehouse and there's a bunch of enemies outside and it's like the first time they introduced snipers as a thing 
Oh yes. And yeah. so the game's like, all right, go and take down all these snipers one by one, and then it doesn't say, all right, now take down everyone on the ground stealthily. It kind of implies, all right, snipers are gone. You can just jump down, and beat the shit out of people now. But I just yes. went around taking everyone out one by one <laughs> and just wiped everyone out completely stealthily, and it was so satisfying. Um, and the whole time, Spider Man's making jokes, which is always great. Um, but yeah, I'm really loving it so far. Yeah, um, just really well put together game. Yeah, L- trying to find stuff, you know, that I trying to find a negative about it, and I'm not really finding one. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's genuinely great. Um. I don't know, I think some of that side stuff's not, like, the best. Um, but it's fine. It's, none of it's bad. <laughs> I I think the thing that makes that better for me is that it's all thematic, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so there's... Spider-Man finishes a mission uh, of the story mode, and he says, uh, wow, that was intense, I... You know, I'm going to go and patrol the city before I go to bed. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, so it, you know, it's giving you the, it's guiding you along the way of, look, fuck around with the world a little bit before we give you the next story mission, mm-hmm. which is quite good as well. I like that. I do quite like that, where it's just, you'll do a mission and then Spider Man and Blake, all right, got some time to kill. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, I do like some of the characters that, that they've brought in as well. So, there's if you've read a little bit of the comics some of the characters all you know you'll recognize them from yeah. other things so there's uh miles morales was a big one that i saw and i thought holy shit so i don't know do you know who miles morales is or who he becomes or yeah, he is spider-man in some of the comics yes yeah yeah, yeah he be- uh, becomes a kid arachnid yeah so yeah i thought that was quite cool and I thought, I wonder if they're going to bring him in that way, or are they going to bring him in from one of the alternative timelines from the Ultimate? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there'll be like a sequel where you play as him, or a, I don't know, maybe they do a sequel where you play as multiple Spider Men or something like that. Um, well, they they already did that one. Uh, oh, what was that one called on the? Oh. Was it- that one was, yeah, that was the last one that I think was really good. Um, I think it was PS3. It was... Um... Yes, it was PS3, the way you oh, got to play... I can't remember play. what it's called. You got to play like Future Spider-Man, you got to play Spider-Man, uh, I think Ultimate Spider-Man, and the Noir Spider-Man, yeah, who's Spider-Man also in this. Noir. Yes, and uh, so is the Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, like there's a, that's one of my favourite things in this game is just how many of the costumes are there, and you unlock... You have to use your tokens to unlock them, which you can also use to you know unlock to upgrade all your stuff. But I've been using them to buy suits instead because that's way more fun. Yeah. Um, so like, what so, suit have you been using? Uh, I have been. I like the suit that uh, Otto Octavius gives you, which is the advanced suit. It's the I one like that's the, on- yeah, like the one made for the game. Yes. Yeah. With the uh, the the white spider on it rather mm. than the black spider. I do like, I that, like one a lot. that. Yeah, I really like that one. I like the Stark suit, which is the... It's based on the, the suit Homecoming. from Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yep. That's the one I've been and using the most. 
uh, then I was playing around with the um, the Iron Spider yeah. suit, which he, that was from the Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. And I love that all the suits have abilities as well. So like yes, the Iron Spider that. one gives you the, the arms and then you can mix and match them so you're not, like if you're like, I want to use the Iron Spider arms, but I don't like how the suit looks, then you could totally, yes. you know, just use the classic Spider-Man suit and do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've mostly been using the Homecoming suit, but before I unlocked the Homecoming suit, I was using the Scarlet Spider suit, the Ben Reilly one. That's the oh yeah, I just cause I always loved that suit from like the old comics and stuff like that. You know, it's the kind of simple like plain red spider suit with like a blue like cut off hoodie on it, basically. Yes, yeah. Um, which I I think that one's great, and that's also one of the ones that's really good for showing off like how detailed they are because the texture on like in particular, the mask on that suit is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been using the homecoming suit since I unlocked it. Um, yeah, I th- I think that's the one that I used the most, and then I thought, good. yeah, I I thought I'm gonna switch back to the advanced suit because I really like that one as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also a suit where if you do the side missions that involve the black cat. I've not got to those yet. Or if they're there, uh, I've not done them yet. Uh, yeah, you get... Uh, I think there's some suits that are unlocked for doing some of the side missions. There's one there that's quite nice as well. That's cool. So that's quite cool. Yeah, uh, just using... I've, I'm trying to think how many I've unlocked. I've, there's five suits left for me to get revealed. And then oh. I've revealed all of them. And I've unlocked, I think, five or six of them as well. Um, um, so, yeah, been been quite busy with the a lot of the side stuff as well. Yeah. I'm going to play more of it, but I'm only, you know, only had it a couple of days. Yes. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it so far. It's really good. Um, I watched Spider-Man Homecoming for the first time recently as well. Like I hadn't oh, seen right, it. Okay. I didn't see it when it came out. Oh really? So it was like the first thing I bought on my uh Apple T V four K to watch it four K uh, see how it looked. Uh and that right. that movie's really fantastic. They really, All right, okay. they really nailed Spider Man. But I also like they did it shows that Marvel knows how to do Spider Man. Not just in terms of like the character and the the world and stuff, but in the story sense. Mm-hmm. Because they know they don't need to do an origin story. Oh, yeah. I I thought, you know, because they said it was Sony were doing it again. They were rebooting it. Yeah. Um, and then they said, you know, Spider-Man's go- it's going to be younger Spider-Man. And he's also going to get come into the Marvel Universe as well. And I thought, oh, shit, here we go with another... Another reboot. You know, another, we're going to see a spider bite him. Whereas instead, yeah. Homecoming just jokes about it. Like, someone asks how he gets his powers at some point, and he's just like, eh, spider bet, mate, don't worry about it, the spider's dead. And it's like, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> um, yeah, like, they know that they they know that everyone fucking knows where Spider-Man came from. Yes. Like, no one doesn't know where Spider-Man came from. If there was a kid at some point that didn't know how, where Spider-Man came from at this point, their parents told them, because their parents knew. Like is, <laughs> yeah. at this point it's a fucking like urban story that's been passed down the generations never mind being told <laughs> by Marvel so Marvel can make you know 
yeah, a video yeah. game that starts eight years after Spider-Man has been Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, yes. great, you don't need to <laughs> show us how he became Spider-Man, show us him being Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I I really liked Homecoming as well. They'd taken a, you know, Sony had listened to Marvel and I, I think Marvel guided them quite a lot in what to do with it. Yeah, it feels like a Marvel movie. I mean, to the point yeah. where Iron Man's in it. Yeah, you know, but and it has it's got that that sort of humor and the lightness that they're going they're going with now. Yeah, and also you know, anything with Michael Keaton in is good. Yes. Well, actually, that's not true. He was in a lot of bad movies as well. But anything <laughs> anything with Michael Keaton in it since he got his career revived with Birdman is good. <laughs> <laughs> also, getting the guy that played Birdman to play the Vulture is an inspired choice of casting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, Homecoming's great. This game is fantastic. Um yeah, I'm glad that it's nice to see a really good like licensed game that isn't, you know, Batman. Yes, yeah. It's nice to see that other people can do it. I mean, it's not surprising because yeah. it's Insomniac. Like Insomniac yeah. have made like one bad game and it was Fuse. But other than that, like pretty much across the board, they have like a really solid roster of games that they've made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's just I think everyone has taken a lot of love and care into into crafting this game, and it was delayed as well because weren't we weren't we meant to have this a little bit sooner? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, I I don't know why I thought I was pretty sure that it had been delayed at one point. No, they did announce it a while ago though. Yeah, it was announced the super early. Something like that. Yeah, because like they said straight up, like when they first showed footage of it, they're like, "This is an engine, but this isn't how this is going to look. Like this is, we're starting off." But yeah, yeah, it, it, they pulled it off. They nailed it. Yeah. Cool. So, is there anything else to actually say about it without ruining it at all? I really love the end when uh, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> that I've not reached yet <laughs> so I don't know I really hope at the end everyone dies the, the, the bit where everyone gets together and he starts singing songs from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark I believe that, that sounds good <laughs> when they reveal um, that the ending of, they reveal that the sequel to this game is Spider-Man 2, Too Many Spider-Man it's going to be great <laughs> um, yeah it's it's weird that this is a PlayStation exclusive. It's kind of the thing that sticks with me. Like I get why it is because Sony has like the movie rights and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But it just feels so weird for it to be exclusive because it's you know this big budget comic book tie-in thing. Um, but man, they treated it like a first-party game, even though it's not. Like it's you know it's had the <laughs> yes. time and care to make it look. The only other games you see looking this good are things that Sony or Sony first party studios are pumping out and Microsoft first party studios are pumping out. Yeah. Like the only other games you see looking as good as the Spider Man game are like God of War earlier this year. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, The Last of Us Two and stuff like that. And it's not quite as, you know 
it doesn't look quite as good as either of those, but that's you know it's an open world game. It looks better than yeah. I think any other open world game, pretty safely. I would. I was completely blown away at the beginning of it, where you know you've got the the camera panning in over various things, and then there's the little cut sequence, and Spider-Man puts a suit on and he jumps out the window, mm-hmm. and it looks and... like CG. And then yeah. the camera just zooms out, and it's like, now nah, you're playing. And it's like, wait, what? This yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I will crack on with this really frustrating battle that I'm doing right now. I think I'll probably quit out of it, do a bit more side stuff, get some more gadgets and things together, and then I'll try and attack it again. Makes sense. Um, sometimes the boss... The boss battles, what I have found, though, is that it wants you to play a certain way. So if you're used to, uh, Kieran, you'll find this as well if you're playing like me where you're doing a lot of the stealth takedowns and things because it feels, oh, it's cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when it comes to some of the, the later boss battles, you need to be able to, you know, think other than, you know, how can I do this that way? Yeah. Gotta know how to use your gadgets, that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's about Um, Yes, very good. Uh, You'll probably be hearing about this in Game of the Year, definitely. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think it'll definitely come up. I mean, if it doesn't end up on our personal lists, which I think is incredibly unlikely, uh, for at least, you know, it depends. I don't know, it's been a busy year. But it'll definitely at least come up in the best-looking category, (laughs) like at minimum. Yeah. It'll probably come up with yeah. a bunch of categories, but at minimum, this game is fucking gorgeous. It's it's definitely. I think it is going to show up in one of my in my my personal list anyway. It's uh, yeah. one of my favorite games of the year so far. I think it's up there for me. Uh, you know, I'll have a think about it towards the end of the year. This year's been a good year so far. Like, there's been a lot of good games. Like God of War might end up in my game of the year list, which is an insane thing for me to think about because I still need to play that. It's so good. At very least, you just have to look at it. Just look at yes. it for a while and be like, "All right, cool, I got it." <laughs> it also play. It also plays really well and also has like one of the best stories in video games in recent times. But right, it looks so good. Um, actually, speaking of looking good, I did actually play another game. I All knew, right, okay. I knew. I messaged you before the podcast saying that like, I'm pretty sure there's something else I'm forgetting about. Um, I played the beta for Battlefield Five. Oh right, okay. Um, it I really enjoyed it. So it only had um, I think well, it only had two maps in it. Uh, one of them was oh god, I, th- oh, I say it's Amsterdam. I might be misremembering. Like there's a canal and a bunch of bridges and stuff. I want to say it's Amsterdam. Um, and then the other one I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Norway. It's like a kind of big snowy thing. Like their main thing they've been pushing for Battlefield Five. Um, is they're doing a World War Two game again, but right. they're focusing more on kind of battles and stuff like that that people don't necessarily know about. Like there probably right. will not be a D-Day landing thing in the campaign of this game or a level in this game. Um, there's so yeah, like one of them is you know shooting out in Amsterdam. One of them is this snowy defense of Norway or invasion of Norway, which. Uh-huh. There was a couple of different game modes, the main one just being the kind of conquest mode that is, you know, kind of traditional battlefield. And the other one was a kind of 
it was close. It was similar to like you know the what they did in the Battlefront games, where uh-huh. you're kind of conquering. Uh, you're kind of taking points, and then once you take them, they are permanently taken. Uh, and you have like a sequence of those to do to finish the mission, and the other team are trying to stop you from doing it. Um, and I, I mainly played a bunch of the conquest mode, and I really, really liked it. It's the most interested I've been in a battlefield game in quite some time. Uh, I think the last one I really got into was three, but. It looks fantastic, even in its beta kind of state, and it has like just really good gunplay as you would expect because it's a battlefield game. Uh-huh. Um, and then oh, the whole like class system that they have, uh, like they've had it in recent, you know, in every battlefield game. Um, but they've like rejigged the classes a bit like that, so you've got an assault that's a bit more of a healery type guy as well as you know being an assault so he's got like an SMG and can run around reviving people um, you have uh, an engineer that can build barricades in certain places which seems like something that is kind of a bit of a game changer for that like that seems like it's not you know Fortnite levels of building things it is you hit a hammer against the thing for a bit and then there's a wall but right, okay. you know it's good for defending points and things like that um I didn't really play as them much. I mainly just played as the kind of healer just because it was the safe, easy one for me. Uh, having not played Battlefield in ages, was a bit rusty with that style of first-person shooter. Um, but I watched some other people like in... Because it does the thing that Battlefield games have done the last couple versions where they... And Battlefront did it as well, where they kind of automatically squad you up with people. Um, unlike Battlefront, like Battlefront squadded you up with people just as you were spawning. In Battlefield, you get put into a squad at the start of the match, and that is your squad for the whole match. Right. Um, and in fact, you can spawn on your squad mates. So if your squad mates are like further up in the field than you know the spawn points, you can spawn on them instead, which is actually pretty handy. Um, but yeah, I'm I really like I might actually pick up Battlefield this year, which wow I wasn't I wasn't expecting to do because again, the last one I really got into was three. Uh, yeah, I played a bit hardline and thought it was fine, but you know, I played a bit of one and thought it was fine, but didn't really get super into it. Um, but this one seems like it might bring me back in. It also helps that I've been playing a little bit of like Star Wars Battlefront Two recently, and you know, it's like I bought it on sale a month or two ago. Yes. Um, and I think I just don't like that game. I was going to say, how are you finding it? Because I stopped. Pl- I played it when we got the review copy. You know, we spoke yeah. about it for the podcast and stuff like that. But I've not looked at it since. Has it got any better? Or no, like I mean, I don't know what it is. Like I could, if I was to like go down all the things in Battlefront Two, I like most of it. It's just uh-huh. there's something about it that feels like it's missing. Like the core gameplay feels like the first one it feels really good like dice know right. how to make really good first person slash third person shooters yes um, all the different classes seem pretty good the way that they uh unlock you know the ability to play as different classes by how well you're doing in the match yeah um so like you get battle points throughout a match that kind of let you then spawn in as you know special classes um not just the you know assault heavy sniper and whatever the other one is that I never play as the one that can make turrets uh, the officer um, 
you could spawn in as Han Solo, or you could spawn in as a Wookiee, or you could spawn in as whatever. Um, yeah. Or if you get enough points, you could spawn in as a Jedi. And that stuff's really cool. I like that as a way of getting that stuff so you're not just doing... I really hated how they did it in the first Battlefront, or the first EA Battlefront, where it was... I don't know if you find this token, you're Jedi now, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. Or like for the ships, it was the same thing. It was like, if you happen to be standing where the ship token spawns, you That's can get you, an X-Wing. Yes. Whereas this, like, there's limits on how many you can have in a match. And that's, I think that's all great. It plays great. It looks fantastic. It might just be the level design. Like, I think there's something about the levels I don't really like. That I don't, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it. The whole time I keep playing it, I keep thinking, man, I wish I was playing those Vespin maps from the first game. Because that was when that first game first really clicked for me, was uh-huh. when the Vespin DLC came out. The other stuff I thought was fine, but it was, I don't know if you remember, but when that the Cloud City maps came out was when I played a shitload of Battlefront and really got into it. Um, uh-huh. And there's nothing that's clicking that way for me. So I think Battlefield might be the thing that replaces it and makes me uninstall Battlefront 2. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll just reinstall Battlefront 1 see if anyone's playing that anymore. Uh, so yeah, we had more games than I thought, I guess. More than just Spider-Man. Well, for you anyway. For me at least. I have, yeah, I've... The only, other thing, the only other thing that I've been playing is plugging away at Mini Metro and yeah. there is... There's nothing else to say about that game. Though. It's a really small, simple game. <laughs> like it's yes, it's a super difficult, complex, and really you know fantastic game. Uh, it's weird to call something complex and simple. Like you know, it, deep I guess would be a better term than complex. But you know, it's simple. It's we've talked about the core mechanics and that's kind of all there is to say about it. But it's really yeah, good. That's the pu- it. <laughs> the puzzles they make with it are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really haven't been playing anything else uh, I've still yeah. got a, a crap ton of stuff in the Switch that I need to play and you know get back into and, and have a look at and play again uh, yeah, stuff that I've bought oh it's I mean even just looking at my my list and I still need to play Into the Breach because I bought that and I played you know just the beginning of that I bought the Sexy Brutal. Yeah, I need to pick that up. Yeah, which is very intriguing. Played a little bit of it and went, this is mental, I need to spend more time in it properly, so I need to play more of that. Uh, Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle. Yeah, I'll play some of that with you at some point. Yeah, no, we need to do that as well. How far in the story have you got? Have you only played through one of the stories? Yeah, I've I've only played played through the Blaze Blue one. I played through the first couple of chapters of the uh, Persona one. one. Right, I haven't even done that. Uh, The Persona one seems like, more so than even the Blaze Blue one, it leans into the Persona people are the only people with brains here. And so they're like doing their investigation stuff, like try to figure stuff up, out, and then other characters just show up and go, "We fight now." I, yes, <laughs> I. It kind of I picked up that from the story in the you know the the way they'd done the Blaze Blue one. Yeah. Could, when, you, when you interacted with the the Persona guys. Definitely, but I think the Persona but, ones lean into it even more. Right. I'll need to I need to play it then and go yeah. through it because it is quite fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, 
what else do I need to uh, Darkest Dungeon I bought Darkest Dungeon uh, I, I still need that. to put I, want all I don't even think I, I spoke about that. it on the podcast because I played it's that little. little of it yeah, yeah. Um, we should bring back the fucking the game book club that we did for a couple of episodes and just go play Darkest Dungeon and come back and talk yes. about it because <laughs> I have that and I've not played a massive amount of it either uh, but I yeah. I bought South Park, uh, the fractured butthole. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah, it's still, and I bought the you know it's got all it's the all singing all dancing version that I got for mm-hmm. a good deal on on the sale. Yeah, yeah, I played the beginning of it, uh, and then turned it off and still haven't went back to it yet. Crazy. Yeah, uh, need to play more Enter the Gungeon as well. Yeah, Enter the Gungeon's great. Yeah, so. Oh man. But uh, on unrelated note, uh, two days ago was the anniversary of my Switch. Yay! Yeah, they, I bought my my Switch a year ago. Oh, I bought mine on launch, so my anniversary did, was yes. months ago. <laughs> so that's fine. And as you're listening to this. Well, as we're recording this, rather, because I don't know when you're listening to it, <laughs> there's <laughs> going to be a Nintendo Switch tonight, and we're assuming that this is a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah, uh, we're we're uh, assuming they're going to announce the launch of the online service. Yeah, because they they said when it's coming already. They announced. Um, yeah, it's 19th. the nineteenth. The nineteenth. Um, yeah. You know, I forget how much it is here. It's like seventeen pounds for a year or something like that. It's cheap, yeah. um, but you get nothing for it. So hey, you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah, this uh, is true. But you'll be so. able to. I'm probably gonna subscribe to it because I still play Mario Tennis now and again, and I still play Mario Kart like once well, a week. I st- yeah, I still play Mario Kart, and I play a shit ton of Arms and Splatoon. I don't play arms or splatoon that much i don't want arms for stars but i don't play splatoon that much i should i put off splatoon every now and again and wander around the hub area and go i should really <laughs> play this game and then i turn it off because i love splatoon but man I'm, yes. sometimes i just don't want to play splatoon oh that's fair enough sometimes i just want to see the splatoon characters and hear the music and then go right i've got i've got my splatoon in <laughs> fair enough um, uh, yeah. Should we do some news? Is there some news for us to talk about? Yeah, I've actually got a bunch of stuff. So, um, something that was will presumably be announced in Nintendo Direct, so will be properly announced by the time this podcast goes up. Um, Civilization Six is coming to Switch. Oh yeah, this is this is big for me. This might break me. This might this might like yeah. end up. It's gonna have. It's gonna, it's gonna be good. Like they, I hope. I want to say dumb it down, but I don't mean dumb it down. I, I don't think, they, I don't think they need to. Um, Civilization Six, Civ Five, and then more so Civ Six, learn a lot from Civilization Revolutions. Yeah. Um, like they integrated a lot of that kind of quality of life stuff already. Right. So like it is already, you know not simple like it's more complex than those games were but they've streamlined the whole like ui and stuff like that so it's a lot easier to play right you know it still is deep and difficult and complex and everything but actually interacting with it 
is as simple as those like Xbox 360 games were. Right. Okay. So like, I have full conf- confidence this will just work really well as is on the Switch. So excellent. No, I'm I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Uh, it's also going to include the Vikings, Poland, Australia, and Persia slash Macedonia content packs that have been made available, as well as all the updates that have been out since launch or released since it has launched on PC. So, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, this seems like something that was originally going to be planned to be announced in the Nintendo Direct because 2K Games put a website up about it, and I think they accidentally sent like they must have just had it all on timer. And sent out like press releases stuff, but they didn't up. They didn't hit the button on the YouTube trailer to make it not private. So right, like all this stuff went up, and then the trailer actually was just not there. So it's presumably that, and then they took the page down again. So <laughs> we know it's coming because <laughs> they announced yeah. it, but they're not. They're probably announcing it. Um, yeah, that'll work really well, and also, oh, man, it's gonna have like touch controls because that game's already on tablets I think so oh yeah that's going to be one of the few things I may actually use touch controls on my switch for yeah it's one of the things I've not I don't use touch controls a lot I think the only thing that I'm actively on is a mini metro I don't think there's anything I've really used them on other than like to mess about with um, mom had my game was maybe the one that I Used it a bit because that was originally a phone game and it showed. All oh, right, okay. Um, but other than that, like I didn't, you know, things like uh, swim out and stuff like that, which are also games that are on phones. I never used the touchscreen for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, and other Switch uh, announcement details. Uh, Diablo three was announced for Switch as well. Yeah, but that was announced. Yeah, I think we. Announced... I think we talked about that before. Yeah, because that was a couple of weeks ago. Was, what was the last game convention? Was it Gamescom? Yes, Gamescom? you're right. It was playable yeah. at Gamescom. Um, but the new news for it is it's getting and uh, getting released on November second. Ah, right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they they eventually announced the day for it. Yeah. Um, and it's also going to be the first third party game to use the Switch app for like voice chat and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Which is... Is, is this the horrible app that yeah. you yeah. have to use your phone? This is, yeah, this is the phone app. Yeah. Finally, you can phone people on your phone. Woohoo! Oh, finally, you can use voice chat on your phone. Like, yeah. Uh, I might pick that up. I really like Diablo 3. Yeah, um, I was thinking of picking it up because I, I keep meaning to or I kept meaning to get a version of it and I was going to get the PS4 version and then I seen this one and I thought this one might be the one because I can play it with yourself and we can no doubt get Nathan to buy it again. (laughs) Yes, again. I think he owns it on everything. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at on it because I played through Diablo 3 at launch on PC. Really enjoyed Uh it. Um, Went back for a couple of updates but never bought any of the DLC or anything. And then, like, my intention was just to pick up you know the full version on PS4 at some point and play it. You know co-op with again like you and Nathan, whoever else picked up. Uh-huh. And I just never did. So I think the Switch will definitely be like being able to play it portably will be neat. Be a yeah. nice thing for that game. 
Uh, what else we got? Uh, there's a Forza Horizon 4 demo out just now. Yes. I have it downloaded on both uh, my Xbox One and my PC, but I haven't played it yet. Right. I've heard very I, good things about it, though. I need to download it. Uh, we were talking about this before we started recording as well. The Forza games are always instant buys for me. They come out around about my birthday, and I will be picking up the super duper expensive version. Yeah. So, yeah. I am not, but I have a Game Pass subscription just now because it was cheap for a while. So, I'm going to go for right. essentially free. Not quite free. Yeah. I'm going to get it for rental until like July next year or whenever it is my thing runs out. Yeah. So, hopefully, you can play everything it has to offer before yeah. then. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems good. Uh, also, that game is getting a bunch of James Bond inspired content in a DLC pack. All right. Um, cool. It's, uh, it's also getting a lot of uh, Master Chief and Halo content as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I don't think that's officially been announced, but that stuff keeps leaking. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that looks cool. Um, I think there was a good clip going around of, you know, the. the They've done them in all of the Forza Horizon games, but you know the kind of races where you're driving, a, racing against like an airplane, and yeah. you'll you know you'll take a jump and the plane will come swooping underneath. Except this time it's a pelican, and there's also like a bunch of warthogs going off the edge with you, and it's bizarre. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the James Bond stuff is going to be there's going to be a bunch of Aston Martins, of course, because it's James Bond. Cool. Um, stuff that's really specific from specific movies. So, like, there's going to be a BMW Z8 from The World Is Not Enough. Um, Fair enough. Be... Oh, God. I'm trying to think specific ones I can find. Um, the Lotus Espera S1 will have a body cap oh. option inspired right. by the Wet Nelly submarine vehicle from The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, okay. So, we'll turn it into. I don't know if it'll actually work in water, but you'll be able to turn it into the submarine car from that movie, which is pretty Fair neat. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems pretty cool. Cool. Uh, I hope they do a more elaborate DLC like that. That Hot Wheels DLC is still just like the pinnacle of racing game DLCs for me. It was just so good. Yes. Um, what else have we got? Uh, there's a new Nintendo Switch coming. A brand new one. Woohoo! With new Joy-Cons. And... One of them's brown and one of them's yellow. Because it's the Pokemon one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm finding it difficult to be excited about that, to be honest. Yeah. It's just another Switch. It's just got... Like, they're not... The colours that I am super into are and The thing I do like about it is that the... I don't know what they're called. You know, the little toppers you put on the Switch Joy-Cons for when you're yes. using them sideways. Yeah. Also, I've seen people use them when like when you're just using Joy-Cons separated as well, but they that makes them too bulky for my hands, I think. I think I've just got tiny hands. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, those are like, again, also matching colours for Pikachu and Eevee, which are kind of the two Pokemon that are the main ones from these two games that they're coming out later this year 
Yeah. Um, they're also the Switch dock also has like Eevee and Pikachu on them, with Pikachu like doing his doing the weird like lounging fucking. It's a weird pose. Um, this also comes bundled with. Uh, there's two versions of it. You either get Let's Go Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu, and also the Pokeball Plus controller that comes that well, doesn't come with those games. You can buy separately for those games. Yeah. Um, it's they're also only three hundred forty pounds, which actually seems like a relatively good deal for that price. Right. That seems like it's a bit cheaper than buying a new Switch, a copy of the game, and that controller. But that's kind of dependent on you wanting that completely useless Pokeball controller. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know what, my girlfriend does. So. Yeah, her, and I her think birthday Paul... present is sorted. <laughs> I think Paul's getting one of them as. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, probably. He'll spend money on dumb stuff too. <laughs> I mean, well, we can't criticize him. We we both spend stuff on dumb shit all the time. Oh God, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh, speak of dumb shit. Uh, we talked about this a while ago when it was first announced. Um, but SNK are doing a Neo Geo Mini. Yes. Which is like a mini arcade cabinet, and then you can buy old school kind of Neo Geo style controllers for it, and you can plug them in, and you can play. It comes bundled with I think it's like thirty games. Yeah. Uh, there's like. I'm looking at the list here. There's. Six Metal Slug games, as you would expect. Yeah. Five King of Fighters games. <laughs> Three Samurai Showdowns games. Uh, Garou, Mark of the Wolves, which is, you know, what you want. Because that's the best yep. fighting game ever made. And anyone that says otherwise is lying. Um, <laughs> King of the Monsters, King of the Monsters 2, Magician Lord. Like, they, they kind of have... You know, they're only really missing two games that I would want on this. Um as like you know Neo Geo games as someone who doesn't play a lot of Neo Geo there's only two games missing from this I would want one is Money Puzzle Exchanger because that game's the best another's Windjammers but I can understand why neither of those are on it yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah it's coming out here Uh, oh god I don't know if they said the date Uh, I can't see the date Uh, 29th of October uh, oh, pre-orders, right. pre-orders are up on Amazon now. And how much is it going to cost? One hundred and <sighs> which is expensive. Yeah. Keep in mind, like it's more expensive than the SNES Minis and stuff, but it has a screen on it, so that kind of somewhat yeah. justifies why that is. The thing for me is like there's two things that are the reason that I will not be picking this up. One uh-huh. is people have got review versions of it and say that the stick that is on that that uh, you know on the cabinet uh-huh. is not an arcade stick. It's just an analog stick, which I don't understand why. Yeah. Why would you want an analog stick for all these two D games? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, which seems bad so you basically need to buy a controller if you want to use it uh, another thing for me is that the the stick which I don't care about so much now I guess because now that I know the stick sucks like but the stick is you know it is a little arcade cabinet uh-huh. and so the stick is part of it it's connected to it it seems like that should really be detachable 
so that you only have to buy one controller to play these games multiplayer. But if you want to play these things multiplayer, you have to buy two controllers, otherwise one person, because it's tiny, one person's going to be using the stick blocking the screen for the other person. Um, but it does also have HDMI out, so you can plug into a TV or something, I suppose. But it's... It seems like a really good idea that they didn't quite, you know, nail. But it's maybe yeah. worth picking up as like a, you know, a kind of a nice to have kind of thing. But if you actually want to play Neo Geo games with your friends, maybe just buy them on the Switch. That's why I've got Mark of the Wolves at least. Like there's a bunch of those SNK games on the Switch now. Yeah, uh, there's a couple on sale at the moment as well, if I remember correctly. I think oh, Samurai Showdown's on sale. Don't tell me that. Which Samurai Showdown? The first one? I think it is the first oh, one. Right. That's fine, um, I can skip that one. If it was two, though. Whew. Uh, I'm I'm not... Yeah, it's the first one. It is the first one. Samurai yeah. Showdown's 40% off just now. The first Metal Slug is 40% off. That's pretty tempting, actually. Uh, yeah, there's Alpha some, Mission something 2. Else. There's a few of them. Alpha Mission 2, which I've never played before, but I've heard good things about. Yeah. Uh, King of the Monsters, which King of the Monsters isn't a great game, but it's fun. It's like a yeah. brawler where you... It's kind of a fighting game, but not really, where you're playing as like King Kong and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Burning Fight is on sale as well. I don't think I've ever played Burning Fight. Burning Fight. I played Burning Fight in the arcades. It's a Double Dragon clone. Okay. There's a bunch of those. Yeah, there was um, loads of them. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Fatal Fury took 2. Took some of my money. Fatal Fury 2 is on sale. That's, those are good fighting games. I don't know specifically about Fatal Fury 2. Um, right. I feel like if you're going to get a Fatal Fury game, you're going to just pick up Mark of the Wolves because it's, you know, the one. Uh-huh. Like, I was only half joking when I called it the best fighting game of all time. Like, it legitimately is probably my favourite game of all fighting game of all time. Um, King of Fighters 94, which is, I believe, one of the good King of Fire games. Yeah. Uh, Super Sidekicks is on sale as well. That That's was a the, good little football game. Yeah. I don't think I played that one either. It looks yeah. nice, though. I love uh, the, I just love how arcade stuff used to look. Yeah. Uh, Art of Fighting... Our thing is, um, is, you know, it's an important it, piece of history. Yes. That's <laughs> what I, I would say. Yeah. I played it in the arcade. Most of the Neo Geo stuff I played in arcades. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, there was no arcades when I was around. <laughs> I played, or at least when I was you know old enough to be going to arcades. I'm yeah. Sure there was arcades um, when I was very young. There's a Aka Neo Geo Puzzled. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, That's yeah, also just... that one is also on the the mini console. Alright. Uh... It is listed as the only puzzle game on it. Oh god, Rygar just came out on it. Oh, Rygar. I don't know what it is. It's weird. I seem to remember Rygar not being actually that good, but yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, when it comes to Neo Geo games, the ones for me are always the Metal Slugs, Money Puzzle Exchanger, uh-huh. Mark of the Wolves, uh, Windjammers, and Neo Turf Masters. 
Yeah, so so basically what you're saying is for the money that you could spend on it, you're better off using that money to buy the games on Yeah, I could buy, all, I could buy all these games on Switch and then still have money left over. Like, there's enough games I probably just wouldn't even play on this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, there is a lot of fucking Neo Geo games on the Switch. I just went onto the, like, hamster's page on the oh. eShop. Oh, right, okay. And, oh my god... I didn't realise they'd released this many. I knew they'd been releasing basically like one or two a week since it came out, but I didn't realise that hey, it's been like oh. a year and a half. <laughs> like that's a lot of games. Yeah. I jeez, I can see that. Oh man. And they also did a couple of those, like the Nintendo ones. They did, yeah. You play Donkey Kong or versus Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, they did Punch Out and stuff like that as well. I keep thinking about buying that Punch-Out one. I never played Arcade Punch-Out. Alright, okay. I've heard it's good, though. Um, yeah. I like the idea of that mini-console thing. Like, a mini-console that plays Neo Geo games that is, like, a good one is kind of something I'd be interested in. Um, yeah, I... Now, is there any way you can expand the content on it? I don't know. I assume so. It's got USB ports. If it has USB ports, someone will make it so that you can expand content on it. Right. That's how it works, but not yet, I don't think. Um, but yeah, but like, something that I could, you know, something small enough I could have sitting on my desk at work and play fighting games with people at lunchtime would be great if, you know, I didn't yeah, have to what? buy two controllers for it and the stick sucked and from what I understand, the... Like, video output when you connect it with an HDMI cable isn't great either. Like, it doesn't have all the options the Super Nintendo Mini has. Uh huh. So, yeah, having a Switch dock for my off- my like desk at work would probably be more efficient. Yeah, I am. I'm just looking at the amount of content that is, you know, for that Hamster have brought out, and yeah, you'd be better off just buying the content there. You could play Art of Fighting 3. Never mind Art of Fighting. Yeah. Fighting 3. Magical Drop 3. I never played that actually. Uh, you could play Street Hoop. You could play Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors. I was looking at that the other day actually. That one's. That's actually legitimately tempting. Um, <laughs> isn't that game meant to be pretty decent? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, you could get Crazy Climber. Don't. But you could. Yep, you could get Magical Drop 2. You could get uh, the horse racing game. I mean, even uh, Magician Lord's on here. Magician yeah. Lord's a good game, but that game's hard as fuck. Because <laughs> it's an arcade game. You get Wacky Wacky 7, which is also a really good fighting game. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of Neo Geo stuff on the Switch. Buy it all, I guess. Or don't. I don't know. I'm not your Yes. Boss. Um, I think we talked about last week that THQ Nordic had bought the Kingdoms of Amalur license. Yes, that's right, yeah. Here last week or the week before. Um, they also uh, came clean, like, basically the past week that they can't actually do a remaster of Kingdoms of Amalur. Because... Even though they have the license. Because EA published it. Yes. So EA has the publishing rights to it. So they're like... Is this weird thing where like part of one of their press releases basically just says if EA wants to talk to us 
We'll talk to them. As though, like, they bought this license not not having no plan of what to do with this. Like, what are you doing? Because they're not going to bring out the MMO. Like, that's well and truly dead. Yeah, because wasn't there meant to be the whole thing with it? It was meant to be a series of games, wasn't it? Well, it was supposed to be like a big MMO was the main thing. And they kind of, yeah, they were going to do kind of smaller... I say smaller. They were going to do like you know not MMO games to partially to fund it and make more development for the MMO, but also to kind of yeah expand the world. And they had like Ari Salvador writing you know a massive fucking bible for the game basically. Um, yeah. And they apparently did a shitload of stuff with like story and art and stuff like that. It's just the game that never got finished. Yeah, didn't um, I? Wasn't Todd McFarlane involved in it at one point? I believe he was doing some of the artwork for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh Kurt Schilling obviously was like the head of the company, which is bizarre. Um But yeah, like they bought like Kingdoms of Amler Reckoning didn't start as you know, a Kingdoms of Amler game. It was uh another studio was working on it and then thirty eight studios bought that studio, turned it into Kings of Am- Kingdoms of Amler game. And I really like that game. It was really good. Yeah. I'd really love if they did a remaster of it, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird thing to be like, we bought this thing that we can't use. Yay. <laughs> yeah. We hope is... EA will help us, maybe. Yeah. Would you please? Do you want to come out and play? Yeah, bizarre. Speaking of coming out and playing... Valve yes. approved their first uncensored hentai game for Steam. Oh, God, yes, I saw this. So Valve is like, yeah, they're gonna, they're new, they keep changing like their policy pretty much every other month at this point, but their policy at the moment is they're gonna allow anything on Steam except for troll games, so they're apparently gonna be a bit more, um, they're going to be a bit more active in removing all the kind of meme troll games and the, like, this is apparently in response to a game that got put up called Active Shooter that was like a school shooting simulator. And so they're like, oh. okay, we're definitely going to start actually cutting down on this shit. Right. Um, but one of the other things that people have questioned a lot is there's been a lot of, you know, mostly kind of uh, visual novel games that are yes. not yeah. hentai games. But if you but go to developers, if you go to developers' website, you can maybe turn it into a hentai game. Uh, There's maybe a patch that adds in some content, you know. And so this seems like Valve are gonna probably update their parental controls and stuff like that to allow you to remove some of this stuff. Uh huh. Um, because or you know not view it because obviously if you've got a kid on Steam looking at games you don't want them to be like oh look it's the booby ladies great yes um but on the other hand i actually think this is fine like in general i think i think it has always been slightly hypocritical of the valve to be like hey we allow everything on our platform except for porn but also if you want to put a thing up that is censored and then get the porn later you can do that it's always been uh-huh. like a weird stance to have. It's like, just fucking put the porn up. Come on, no one's going to fucking judge you. Just put the parental stuff in 
the way so that kids get kids don't get fed porn through your algorithms. But also, you know, if people want to buy porn on Steam, let them do it. Why not? They're games still. Well, speaking of porn, on <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch, and it was released. I think it was yesterday. Oh, is no. the yeah Senran Kagura Reflections? Yeah. I'm yeah, this so is so interested in this game. Yeah, this is the HD Rumble game. Yeah, of the, this is the HD to... Rumble booby game. Yes, that's the only thing that makes me tempted. But it's it's also only nine quid. Actually, I thought it was more than that. Yeah, so I, I love the description on it. It's so she called you into the classroom after school. She's waiting there for you, but she might not be her usual self. Delve into intimacy by massaging her hands and helping her relax. Explore her many daydreams to see her in different lights. Get to know her as an energetic admirer, an experienced warrior, a curious classmate, and much more. Massage her with everything you've got, and you just might restore a piece of her lost heart. I do love that the people that make Sandra Kagura seem like very aware of what they are doing. Like they are, yeah. Because I don't even remember like the the I think it was like a Nintendo Direct where they first announced this game, like but only the the Japanese one. But like, oh, but the, this was it was the witch was it the witch game many many years ago. No, no, it was this one there for Nintendo Direct. They announced oh, this. Oh, right. Um, but I think they only did it in the Japanese Direct. But they had the developer come out and they had like a bunch of like scenes of like, he was like dressed in a lab coat and being like, ah, oh, we've been doing tons of research for this game. And it's like a bunch of people like uh, holding like water balloons and like breast implants and stuff like that and squeezing them in one hand and then the Joy-Con in the other. <laughs> and it's like, it's so good and so well done. It's like, man, you guys know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Keep going, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I, I want to buy it. Just, it's the, it's tempting just for that. But yeah. also it's not a game I'd be interested in because it's like a, again, it's like a visual novelty thing. Yeah, it's a morbid curiosity, and then, of course, if I play it, then everyone else knows that I bought it and played it. Exactly. <laughs> it's the whole Dead or Alive Ultimate Beach Volleyball thing again. Yeah, Switch has an offline mode, I think, so it's fine. No one will know. <laughs> Except it's going to show up in your log. People can look at your log and be like, what are the last 10 games that exactly. played? Exactly. Why are they all sounding Kagura? Yeah, why is he playing the booby groping game? Why does it say he's put 40 hours into this? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm um, not touching his switch. I definitely just left it running. Yes. Yeah. Yep, forgot it, left it on. No, no. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll stick to the the lumens, the, the, the mode they put in lumens for the HD rumble, I think. That's fair. I mean, that literally fucking res came with a vibrator. Let's never forget that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, in less perverted news, uh, Sony had like a pre-TGS conference where they announced a bunch of stuff, like a surprising amount of stuff. Like they announced a bunch of stuff, showed more stuff. Um, they showed a new trailer for Sekiro: Shadows T- Die Twice, which is the new game from the Dark Souls developers. It looks uh-huh. really cool. Um less of a Dark Souls game than people might expect, more of an action game it looks fantastic though um, 
Speaking of Neo Geo games, actually, they announced the new Samurai Shodown game. Um, oh, right, okay. Which comes to PS4 next year. And they showed a little bit of, like, in-engine stuff, which <laughs> looks fucking fantastic. Um, but it's, like, a really short trailer, and there's only, like, a little glimpse of, of that Right. Um, yeah, it's called Samurai Spirits. Oh, okay. I love Samurai Shodown, but it is fucking difficult. Yeah. I don't have a lot of history with the games. I played a bunch of two because my friend that I lived near had a bunch of uh, what I presume were pirated like PC copies of games because there was not a PC copy of Samurai Shodown 2. Um, I think it was just an emulated version stuck on a disc. Uh-huh. And um, I borrowed some of those from him and that's like... Yeah. Right. So I played I th- a bunch of Samurai Shodown 2 that way. Yeah. I I gave you... I'm sure I gave you the... Samurai Shodown Sin. Yes, the yes. Xbox 360 game. That game yes. is not good, but I like parts of it. Like it's got it's got it's got some good ideas. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I gave it to you as well. It was I liked it, and it was like right, I'm done with this. I need to let somebody mm-hmm. else play it because it's just gonna sit and gather dust. It's one of those games that you play and you're like, I like this. I like the idea of this, but it's not fundamentally a good fighting game. <laughs> like it's yeah. not. There are things that fighting games should be, and this is not it. But it's doing, <laughs> it's fun to mash buttons in, even though it's super difficult. It's bizarre. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like playing that. Um, but yeah, this one looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad to cool. see SNK making games again. It's been a while. I heard that new. What was the one they put earlier this year that had Skullomania in it? Uh, it's not SNK. It's a. Uh... Fuck, I forget the name. I forget the name of the company. I'm blanking on it. Anyway. Maybe it's SNK. Maybe, right. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up with someone else. They made that game with Skull Mania in it. Anyway. Samurai Shodown. Um, Kingdom Hearts is getting a virtual reality thing. Like experience. The way Square Enix have been doing those for a while. Alright, um, okay, yeah. It'll be a free 10 minute interactive video featuring iconic moments from the Kingdom Hearts games. Woohoo! This seems like a thing, I guess. I don't know. VR experiences are a thing, I guess. Still. Despite how long VR's been out for. Um, what else we got? Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle Chronicles is getting a remaster on the PS4 and the Switch. So this was Crystal Chronicles, was that... I'll try to remember which one that was. That was originally... Yes. It was yeah. the GameCube one that you needed the GameCube game and then also... You plugged in four Game Boy Advances to use as controllers. Yes, um, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, it was a neat idea. I never played much of it because I didn't have four friends. Um, yeah, with Game Boy Advances or GameCube, <laughs> uh, but I always heard very good things about it. And I'd seen, I played like when did I play it? I played like five minutes of it one time. I just emulated and tried to one do it one player from. But yeah, this is a cool idea, especially on the Switch. Like. That game is probably simple enough that you can just use a single Joy-Con for it, so playing it four players would probably be pretty straightforward. Um, uh, Project Judge got announced, uh, also known as Judge Eyes, which is a great name for a game. Um, it's a detective thriller from the makers of Yakuza, and it looks a lot like the Yakuza games, but presumably without connections to the Yakuza story, so like a good starting point for a lot of people. Um it's 
there's a demo up in Japanese PSN just now, uh, which uh-huh. I need to I need to go look at footage of that. Um, but they showed a trailer which looked really cool, and then they showed a bunch of gameplay as well, which looked very Yakuza, um, like very different fighting style than Yakuza, but like same kind of engine and the combat looks similar enough. Some of the locations are from the Yakuza games as well, which is interesting. Um, but it looks cool. I don't know. I like those yeah. games enough that I will do that. The idea of hey, we mixed Phoenix Wright with, you know, Yakuza is interesting if nothing else. Yeah. Um, what else? I think the only other big thing was Project Awakening got announced. Um, which they showed a what I believe is a CG trailer for that, which it looks very Monster Hunter ish. It looks right. like a really cool, like HD crazy Monster Hunter game with a kind of Western style, um, like old school, like medieval Western art style. Like it's a Japanese studio, I think. Um, it looks neat, but yeah, again, I'm pretty sure this is just a CG trailer, so who knows? Um, but it has a style. It reminds me, I mean, like. If this is the kind of style they're going for for their gameplay, it looks like it's going to be very Monster Hunter-ish. But also, the art style reminds me a lot of Dragon's Dogma. Uh-huh. So, yeah. like Both of those things are things I like. So, you know, I'm in. Hopefully they pull off. Um, that is the only news I've got. Cool. Uh, I was looking through the new releases uh, just in the Switch and I came across something, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Kieran, it's called uh, Shadow Fight 2 No, I haven't seen that Yeah, so it's a fighting game from a called Neki mm-hmm. and it looks like an if you look at the characters that they've got it looks like they're uh, paying homage to all the fighting games that we know and love but the thing about this game is when you do the fight, the characters are blacked out and you only see the shadows. All right. Very, very stylish. That looks cool. Yeah. So that's on the Nintendo store at the moment for £13.50. Yeah. I think I might actually pick that up. That that's looks really, really, big, really good. Really big character list as well. It is, yeah. Surprising. Yeah, let me know how that is because I might end up picking up. But more importantly, there's a Danger Mouse game out. It looks yes. terrible. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> oh, I was so happy when I saw Danger Mouse on the eShop and I was like, oh yeah, finally they're giving they're doing they're giving Danger Mouse the Spider Man treatment. This is it. Triple A <laughs> high budget Insomniac game. No, it's a shitty endless runner. Yeah. Like, it's like a racing game or something. I don't know. It looks bad. Yes. Um, but yeah, do we have do we have new releases coming out? We do. Yeah. So we've got some new releases, uh, and I'm just looking to see where we are. So looking for stuff coming out the weekend, the 21st of September. We have just waiting on my sheet catching up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got fish. Fishing Sim World coming out on the 18th. That's coming out to the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. That sounds like a Ben game. Yeah, that's a Ben game. <laughs> uh, we've got the digital release of Transference, Transference. from Ubisoft. 
Isn't that the Elijah Wood game? Uh, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I think that is. I think that's his VR game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then coming out on Friday the 21st, we've got a few things coming out, so I'll run through those while you have looked yeah, at transfer. Not, yeah. Oh, right. It looks neat. It's like a horror thing. Yeah. Uh, you've got 8-bit armies coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You've got 428 Shibuya Scramble. I'm not too sure. It's like a little PS4. Yeah. 14. So I'm not too sure what that is. A Broken Sword 5. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Broken Sword 5. Come to Switch. The Serpent's Curse. Yeah, it comes out in Switch. Uh, for PS4 and Switch, we've got Candle, The Power of the Flame. Then we also have. Uh, for PS4 and Switch Labyrinth of Refrain Coven of Dusk from our friends at NIS yeah and Little Dragons Cafe coming out from Rising Star Games that on game PS4 looks great yeah it that does, game looks it, fantastic it's also 45 quid exactly but it looks so good <laughs> it does yes yeah I'd, I've I think Nathan showed this to me like a few weeks ago and I was like fuck this looks so good <laughs> Why is yeah. it 45? I can't afford 45 pounds right now. <laughs> Especially like uh, for it's from the guys that the guy that made Harvestman. Like is yeah, it looks really good. So there's one that intrigued me. I need to double check and see what it is, but it's the SNK 40th anniversary collection coming to the Switch on the 21st as well. All right, more SNK games. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's so, just a bundle of those hamster games, like on a car. I, I wonder, yeah. So we need to double check that and have mm. a look. And then the Banner Saga trilogy. I'd imagine this must be a physical, a physical. Yeah, version. those are already out. Yeah. yeah, they're already out. And then there is as you played Chronicles Two, the Golden Country expansion. Yes, that's the big DLC which they're selling separately as well. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, I. I wish I liked Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Like, I gave it so much of a chance. I liked parts of it. You played a hell of a lot. I played a lot of it. I enjoyed parts of it. I really liked the combat. I really liked the world. I really hate the character designs. I really think the story's really dull. But, uh-huh. you know, the voice acting is kind of... It ranges between good to absolutely tragic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I understand why there are fans of that game. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. DLC. Uh, again, what week is it? Where? What's the last day of the week that we're? Uh, it's the twenty first of September. Yeah. So I was gonna say there's also a bunch of stuff on the eShop coming soon. Screen. Uh, like Undertale is out on the eighteenth. Right. Yeah. Uh, Siegecraft Commander is out on the nineteenth. Oh, okay. That's uh, what's like a little kind of RTS thing. That's quite good actually. I mean, I mean. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, Hover, which is kind of, you know, competitive, kind of local multiplayer uh, thing. Uh, oh, no, wait, no, sorry, it's not. Hover is... I got confused by an argument. Hover is um, it's a parkour game. It's the game. free... Yeah, I yeah. was going to say it's the free running game. Yeah, sorry, I got that mixed up with another game. There's a thing called Hover Borders, is the one I was thinking of. It's like a 2D uh, couch co-op thing, or couch multiplayer thing. This was quite cool. This was like kind of... 
like Jet Set Radio-ish, but with parkour, not just uh, skates. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be. Never heard of it before, though, so that's never a good sign. Um, the Gardens Between is coming out on the 20th. That cool. looks like... Uh, it looks kind of like that Toad uh, puzzle thing. What the fuck's it called? Treasure Tracker. Um, oh, yeah. But with like a more realistic art style and like a story and stuff like that. Um, like we said, Little Dragon's Cafe, 20th. Yes. Um... Ben Wonder presents A Case of Distrust, a narrative mystery from 1924 San Francisco. Yeah, I've seen that. Seems to be a visual novel kind of thing. Um, yeah. That could be neat. Um, the one you'll be excited for, Magic Cat. Magic Cat, yeah. It seems like your kind of game. <laughs> Definitely. It's a retro size rolling platform featuring a cute magical cat adventuring 63 levels. That's a good number of levels. Yep. Through your own unique boss battle spread across seven worlds. It actually looks quite nice. It looks surprisingly nice, actually. Fuck, I might buy this. <laughs> it's like an actual good 2D platform. Oh, wow. um, something in Japanese that I can't read. Uh, Mitsurugi Kamui. Oh, this game. This game has been out on PC for ages. 174 years. Yes. And. The thing I've always heard from it is buy it cheap because the combat is very, very, very good. Like, it's like a really, really good, like, Devil May Cry-ish, like, super well-made kind of action game. All right, okay. But it doesn't have levels or anything. It's just like a wave-based thing. Like, apparently it's just not... There's no content to it. It's like they made this amazing, like, top-of-the-line battle system and then didn't make a game around it. So, like, if you're interested in beating up dudes really cool, then that get that one is cheap. Um, I can see other ones we haven't mentioned yet. I think that's it, except for the most important one of all of them. Which is, of course, the card. Poker Texas Hold'em Blackjack. <laughs> and, yeah, it's fucking page one. Why is it called page one at the end of it? I assume they're going to do another one of these. Yeah. Oh no, page one is a... Okay, page one is a card game. That's, that makes more sense. <laughs> it has a built-in ranking system. Lovely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a shitload of games coming out. And that's assuming that Nintendo hasn't like kept some stuff back to drop during the Direct. Maybe some stuff well, that was going to come out. Yeah, so that's starting in 18-odd minutes or so. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens there. Cool. I think, is there anything else that we've missed? or uh, No board games this week, I'm afraid. No board games. I might be playing South this weekend, so hopefully I'll be you know, right. playing those next week. If not, yeah. we're well, playing games next weekend. We are, yes. yes. So. I picked up uh, my version of Tiny Epic Zombies Arrived. Yay. So I will have a look at that and maybe be able to talk about that next week as well. That sounds cool. Uh, I, I read the like the story for the first part of uh, like the setup story for the first part of Scythe the Rise of Fen- Fenris uh, oh wow quite story heavy and you know like they added the story to Scythe I mean they already, yes. had, they already had a bit of it but like they made a campaign and so the story is kind of a bit more ingrained in it um that seems like it's going to be good I'm so excited to actually get to play that <laughs> I need to I need yeah to. 
I've not got the best track record with you know campaign games or legacy games or anything. So yeah, I still have my version of Charterstone, which is untouched. I need yeah. to play that. Oh, I've still cool. got Seafall. Uh, and then there's all these other legacy games that are coming out. There's Betrayal at House in the Hill Legacy that I'm dying to play as well. That seems like one I will skip. But I'm happy to play Charterstone at any point, and Seafall is one I'm interested in as well. I think right. Charterstone is one of those ones that you could probably get. Like the, That's probably, judging from you know how their other games are and what little I know about that game. Not I, I'm pretty... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can play through half a campaign in a day. Yeah, Seafall is the one that's like everyone that everyone, all the professional reviewers of that stuff gave up with Seafall. Yes, like yeah, Shop and Sit Down dead. I think Dice Tower didn't finish it. No, they Dice didn't. Dead, maybe I don't know, but yeah, like everyone was like, no, we just fucking couldn't. Like it's so tedious. But I still want to yeah. know. Yes, no, I want to same, know for myself because yeah. I like the idea of it. I like the setting. I like. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Charterstone is one of those things where it's like, hey, these fuckers haven't released a bad game yet. So. Yeah, it's it's Jamie Stegmaier. So, and I've got it's one of those I have. I would have no problem sitting and playing through half the campaign with you because I have the reset pack as well, the recharge yeah. pack. No, true. So you can just flip the board and. You know, play a whole new campaign again with uh, Anne uh, yeah. or you know whoever else wants Let's to say, do, do it. As well. Do we need? Do we need more than two people for that? Is that a no? No. Is that a, well, maybe? Yeah. Maybe next week we'll maybe yeah, we'll, maybe maybe a we'll play some Charleston. It could be. It could be a show. I'd be alright that. It's that or we we'll play Star Wars for seventeen hours. Yes, it's yeah. a long ass game. Um, and I, yeah. I haven't played that since I first got it. Anne and I played two games. That's as much as I played. I haven't played it since I introduced the friend that I played it with a bunch to Scythe. <laughs> so we, right. we played Scythe, and then we played Rising Sun a couple of times. So uh, we haven't played Star Wars since then. But I'm definitely going to go back to it at some point. Yeah, it's still good. It's a big cool. old box. <laughs> um, yeah I think that's us yeah that is us so I think the only thing left to do is thank everyone for listening and if you want to send us an email with uh, comments complaints the so usual you'll... yeah the usual letting us know you're a Mongolian prince and or even a Nigerian prince and you know you're after all our money you can do so by sending us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com you can find us on facebook just search for glitchfreegaming you can follow us on twitter at glitchfreegame mm-hmm. and also don't forget to go to the website uh, www.glitchfreegaming.com where you can see all the lovely content that, apart from this podcast and there is also a youtube channel kieran Yes, uh, just search for Glitch Free Gaming, but it's, I believe, youtube.com, I should really know this by now, it's youtube.com slash users slash user slash Glitch Free Game, and you'll find all the stuff there, there's nothing new still, I'm working, <laughs> I'm working on it, it's yeah, taking a I'm while, that Northgard yeah. review has a lot of views on it, fucking hell, like, wow. <laughs> I haven't checked on our YouTube channel in like a week. <laughs> the Northgard <laughs> review 
is Excellent. one of our Good. most popular videos. Yay. Nice. I put Good. effort into that one. So I think that's it. Is there anything to say before we uh, stop podcasting and go and watch Nintendo Direct? No. Play Spider-Man. Yes, play out Spider-Man and we will see you next week, webheads. Yes, for episode two of the Spider-Man podcast. Cool, and maybe I'll be able to sing the theme tune right this time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> see you later.